Welcome to the Swingers Club, a social gathering for various golfers hosted by Joe, Matt and Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another new episode of the Swingers Club. This is episode 23, would you believe? We are going to be reviewing Memorial and looking forward to another great week of action on the PJ Tour and the European Tour. Also, with a few people going abroad this year, we want to give you some top tips and uh, suggest some of our favourite golfing holidays in the UK. Uh, but we're going to start at Memorial, lads. Who watched it? Impressive, uh, Mr. Ram. Definitely, uh, yeah. Watched uh, watched more this weekend than what I did the weekend before. Well, that's um, good because we were worried about you. Yeah, you we... get worried. I think it was just the strength of fields. To be honest, I think naturally, I just you just get a little bit more interested if Tiger's playing, Rory's playing. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So yeah, I did watch a little bit more, and uh, yeah, it was good to see him. Uh, good to see him close it out in the end. He had a little stumble towards the end, didn't he? Yeah, I mean the last day was tough, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. it looked brutal. Yeah. Sam, Anybody... what did you make of the uh, of the penalty? Just out of interest. Did I'll be honest. It? I thought I thought it was just harsh because I feel like they say you're not going to do TV reviews for something that you're not like a hundred percent sure, or you couldn't. Or you could definitely see with the naked eye. Whereas yeah. I couldn't honestly tell if it was like a bit of grass like moving across the ball or if the ball actually moved. So can someone just sum this up for the listeners just in case they didn't um, uh, okay, watch yeah. it? So, so basically John Rahm was assessed a two-stroke penalty on 16 um, because his ball was deemed to have moved in the rough. But I mean, it's literally like, if it moved, it's either moved like a dimple and a half. Basically, they caught it on the TV um, and he was assessed the penalty um, after the round, which I thought was a bit strange. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so it was a two-shot penalty. But the, the only reason they got that re- that got to that conclusion was because of a video review. Um, yeah, and that's basically it. No? Right, okay. Yeah, And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, like it's not he's not trying to gain an advantage there, is he? No, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't think. Yeah, oh no, there's not. I can't. I don't think anybody's insinuating there's any sort of foul play there. Um, I was just. I mean, I don't. I just think. I mean, if someone is playing in their monthly medal, they're never ever going to be calling that penalty, are they? Because no. for one, you, for one, you're not going to see it. And uh, I don't know. I just. I don't know. I think it was a bit. It was kind of, I feel like it was a bit contradictory because they were trying to make it so they weren't going to use, they were only going to use video review kind of thing for a really like clear and obvious error. Sounds mm. a bit like VAR this, but um, I just don't think it was. But it made no difference because you end up winning anyway. But, yeah, of course. Um, and what a shot it was as well. Unbelievable shot. Um, I don't know, I just... Anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. We're we going to talk about Ram. We're we going to talk about the ruling. No, we're going to, we want to move on to talk about Ram. <laughs> um, Matt, bring us up to speed with your little Twitter poll. So my uh, yeah, so my, my Twitter poll was actually got a, a, a fairly decent number of votes for for a Twitter poll. Was um, do you think or who do you think when when whenever right, when they're both finished, who do you think is going to have a better golf CV or career, uh, John Ram or Sergio Garcia? I voted Ram. I think Ram will win more majors. Yeah. Do you think if Sergio had got over the line in a major earlier, he would have won more? Yes. I do. Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. That, that, I think, is going to be the telling factor. Like, 
I think if John Rahm wins one within the next two or three years, he could go on to win four, five, six. We say that about everybody that wins their first yeah. major. That's great. But generally, I think he can, especially as when he burst onto the scene, you could say that he was talented, but he had a little bit of a, I'd say a little bit of an attitude issue, a little bit of a temperament issue, but he seems to have kind of worked on that and uh, and improved on that. And Yeah. Still still that, though. Oh, it's, there's no harm in having a little bit of it. No, definitely not. A little bit definitely of passion. Not. Do you know yeah. what's um, a real shame for him? Um, because, obviously, as we talked about last week, the weekend that he just won on would have been the Open, wouldn't it? And I reckon he'd have had a bloody good chance around St George's. I think he could have won that, and that could have opened the floodgates. I reckon if he'd have won, if, if he'd have won, then I think you're right. He would, he'd win. He might win five or six, but I think yeah. if he doesn't win one for two or three years, then he might only win one or two. But I think yeah. he will win a major. Yeah. And do, do you know what? Like the, what, what I what I see of his game as well. Right, I think he's one of these players that you know. He could, I think he could rock up to a US Open when they've got the rough up, and it's you know tricked up the greens, and I think he could win it. And I think mm. he go to Royal St George's on a on a blustery day, and I think he's got a game to win it. And I think mm. his game kind of will translate from different course types to different conditions, um, you know, compared to some other people that maybe don't have that in their locker. So I think he's generally got four chances a year to win it. Like you look at someone like Bryson DeChambeau at the moment. Like I wouldn't put him as one of the favourites to win win an Open because I think if he's hitting it too long off the tee and he's he's not, you know, I know he is finding fairways, but, you know, you can almost be too long on certain links courses and you're going to find yourself in trouble and, you know, but it's not the case with John Rahm, I find anyway, like as a... As a, a... No, I think, you're, I think you're right. I think it's a good assessment of him as he has a game for every situation. I think you only, you only need to look at his sort of career wins so far. I mean, he's won on a lot of different golf courses on the European Tour. I know the European Tour plays a lot more variety, but obviously he's... He's won pretty much across the board. I mean, he's won a couple of Irish Opens already. He's won yeah. in Dubai. He's won, I mean, obviously won in the US as well. So I think that's kind of his CV is kind of proving what you kind of said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. The only thing I think when all said and done, I think the only thing that he won't have that Sergio's got is the Ryder Cup record. Because I, do, I don't think we're going to see a player achieve yeah. what Sergio has achieved in the Ryder Cup. Played yeah. so young as well. like Exactly, yeah. Played it so young, and Ram is walking into a, a Ryder Cup generation where America are going to be really strong as well. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, Sergio, the last sort of like fifteen years, there's been a few, a couple of a couple of fairly shite teams from the US. Actually, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily going to go as far as shite. Yeah, no. I mean, in, no, I'm talk, you're, obviously you're talking right, in though. terms of like, like the the yeah. Jeff Overton, Brett Wetterick year. Yeah, is and, one that comes out to me. And oh, even. Even they were not very good ones. Um, even their like best players, like Tiger Woods, has never like had it going on at the Ryder Cup, yeah, has he? Yeah. So it's like you, they, he did have a good maybe generation, but that's mm. that's been a bit un, unfair, dismissive of Sergio's <laughs> unbelievable yeah, no. Ryder, Ryder Cup record. Yeah, no, but Rams gonna have it at, harder. Yeah, I mean, you look at like JT, you look at like JT and Spieth and Reed and all that. Like they're pretty up for the Ryder Cup, aren't you? You can tell that they kind of circle the Ryder Cup. Oh yeah, and Bryson DeChambeau is going to be painfully up for it as well, isn't he? You mm. just know it. Also, I think Whereas... you know, Bryson's going to struggle for someone that can tolerate him to play with the. Uh... Oh god, you imagine playing foursomes with DeChambeau. I mean, him and Reed are just going to have to play together. Oh, I'd love to see him mm. and Brooks play together. 
Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah, I forgot about Brooks. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be quite strong, aren't they? Yeah. I tell you All what, right. talk about strong, just going away from John Rahm but still talking about Memorial in the final round, I think you've got to have a massive hats off to uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. How yeah. good was that final round? He shot four under, did he? He shot four under, but can I just read you out the other final round scores from the top ten? For finishing top ten, starting from John Rahm and working down, and I'll obviously miss out um, Matt Fitzpatrick's um, four under, he conferred. It was plus three, plus two, even, plus one, even, plus two, plus six, plus one, plus one. Mm. Was, uh, Danny Willett was in there as well, wasn't he? Did he finish... He's relatively high, I think. He did, but I think he shot one over final round. Um, yeah. Matt, yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick, five shots better than... No, sorry, four shots better than anyone else in the final round who finished top ten. I think that's absolutely unbelievable. Also, Matt Wallace uh, with a tie four finish as well. Yeah. And it's also nice to see Jay- Jason Day shoot a decent round of golf. He can and, barely uh, move. He can barely move. Does anybody watch him like they can ball out the hole? No, I didn't. To be fair, I didn't he's see like, the last he's day. sort of a bit like he looked like he sort of had a skirt on and he didn't want to. Oh, really? Flash? Yeah, he was. He didn't want to flash his his undies, his knickers. He needs to get <laughs> scored. Far better. <laughs> no, he's like he's, he looks like he's really struggling with his back. Oh, it? I don't think he's, he's not going to be long. Do you know? What? Yeah, I, but, um, I actually I worry for his uh, for his career. You know. So going back to your poll, Matthew, what yes. were the actual overall results? You said you got a good. Uh, so the overall results, if you bear with me, talk field of silence. Um, field of silence. We're talking about bad backs. <laughs> Why is Tiger's back playing up again? That that was heartbreaking. I think he's. Uh, I think he's going to. Well, I've, to be honest, there's no coincidence, is there, that Tiger's not played no. until now. No. no, yeah. yeah. Um, right, I got the result. Got a result. I'm back. Um, <laughs> that was un- unbelievable feeling. Oh, that was good. Was good. Seamless. <laughs> Seamless is the word, I think. Uh, so it's uh, John Rahm had 87.2% of the uh, of the votes compared to 12.8% for Sergio Garcia. Unbelievable. Mm. Wow. Do you think that's sort of a bit of a recency bias on that, really? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Mm. I've I've got a further question and then maybe uh I don't know maybe we can put it to the listeners and maybe get some feedback on this. Mm-hmm. If you were to say when it's all said and done would you put John Rams if you were to kind of imagine John Rams NCV would you put it closer to Seve's or would you put it closer to Sergio's in terms of career trajectory? Yeah, closer to Sergio's. Um, but slightly better than Sergio's. So you having him like margin? You having him sort of on the the Sergio side? Yeah, of Sevi. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. What about you, Matthew? I I think I I reckon I'm probably going the other way. Oof, going to Sevi. Yeah. Um, the Sevi side of Sergio, then. I think so. I would put him in the Seve side of Sergio because I, I just think if he if he does get major number one soon, um, I think he goes on to win mm. more. Well, Seve's won five five majors. Mm. Yeah, I, I I could see that. I mean, uh, you know, like like I said earlier, his his game fits pretty much every major. I I think so. He's going to have four chances a year. Um, you know, he's he's a young he's a young guy. You know, he's only twenty five years of age. 
Yeah, Matt makes. To be fair, I might move him up a little bit to right in between the two as a happy medium. Said yeah. he's won nine, 90 times. 90, has he? Uh, That's yeah. what it says on Wikipedia. So, oh, so well, it must be true. So, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to win. I, 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 when I, when I compare oh, him, no, these are... I'm talking like major victories. Uh, he'll, he'll win. He'll have more than Sergio. Some of the, mm. some, some of Sevi's wins are a bit dubious, by the way. I'm getting to the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't uh, got like fifty, of... fifty on the European tour. Yeah. So also, uh, mm. it's I, I always think it's very hard to compare careers when they're looking at different generations. Yeah, fifty wins on, on European tours a lot though. Yeah. 50, 59, 59 including PGA Tour mm. and majors. And majors. Yeah, yeah, so you can't you can't argue with John Rahm competing mainly on the PGA Tour. That is going to be more difficult for him to pick up wins than the European Tour. Um, did anyone else see an unbelievable stat on Twitter this week? Just comparing John Rahm to the world's best. Um, yeah, if, it was something. It. Yeah, if John Rahm stayed because he got to world number one this weekend, mm-hmm. if he stayed at number one until such and such a month in, I think it was two, the first first of August two thousand and thirty three. Two thousand and thirty three. He still wouldn't have overtaken Tiger Woods's weeks at number one. <laughs> that is so funny. Is, I know that we love a Tiger stat on here, don't we? I oh, know. We just got the Tiger stat podcast now. Yeah, exactly. We are going to change our name. That that is unbelievable. Joke, unreal. Twenty thirty three. I would be. Yeah. I'd be forty three. Yeah. Let's put it into context. You're thirty now. That's amazing, mm. isn't it? Scary. Oh, that is unreal. There we go. So, what are we saying? So, is everyone is everyone putting John Rahm? What I don't know. Can we make like a prediction? So, what we say? How many majors do you think for John Rahm? Four. Yeah, I like that. Four. Number. The thing is, we got we 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 might have to come back in like fifteen years' time and revisit this podcast to see who um, said what. But I'm sure we'll we'll be there, mate. We'd have mm. finally taken over no laying up by then. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Fill it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, does anybody else feel it feel like it sort of snuck up on this John Rahm overtaking Rory as world number one? No, no, because he's been so consistent. Yeah, but I just feel like he's sort because of, so is Rory though. Rory barely finished outside the top. Did it feel he didn't finish outside the top seven like out of all of twenty twenty or something? Yeah, but the until issue, until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think the issue was though when Rams won, he generally does win relatively big events. You know, like he's not. Uh, what did he win last year? The um, uh, the one at the end. What do you call it? Oh, could the um, he won the did he he won the race? Yeah, won, yeah, yeah. He won because he won the um, yeah. DP World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, I just think he's been picking up where he has won. He's been picking up slightly bigger wins than Rory. Um, I think that makes a difference. Mm. That's uh, to be fair. What do you think? Is he gonna is he gonna be world number one for a while? Or do you think it's gonna be? I think they're just gonna keep beating each other out. Aren't I you? think there could be... be a bit of a lot of turning and throwing, not just those two, but maybe the, there's about five guys there. There could be. Mm. There I think it's just gonna be a bit of pass the parcel, isn't it, to the <clears> four I, guy? Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's quite good though, in a way. I mean, obviously, it's it great. Otherwise, it was quite interesting when Tiger was obviously dominating, but 
sort of an interesting narrative for them. I don't think there's like a standout world number one at the moment. Sam, who, still... who, who would you say is the best like, on their day? If they're, if they're firing. I think, I think Rory, but I just don't think Rory... He's just, Rory's not putted well for like five years, has he? No. And also his wedge, his uh, wedge plays. Yeah, just... his wedge plays a bit. Nowhere near Flippy. where it would need to be. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'd probably go... I still think DJ, to be honest, as well. Like, when he's... He shoots some really, like, nonchalant, like, 64s and 5s. He can mm. shoot a 62 and the look on his face would tell you that he's just shot an 80. Mm. Yeah. But I don't... Honestly, that's a great question. I, You can't... I don't think I'd say DeChambeau just because of... I think the courses lately have just hugely favoured him a little bit. Can I can I say that we did this on a podcast about maybe two and a half months ago, and we all agreed Rory then. Really, that's just, yeah. we're so fickle, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We all, well, I'm we all, sticking well, with we, Rory though. By the way, I'm not saying anything else. No, we all we we all said different things um, for the sake of the podcast. I mean, a shit conversation. Otherwise, oh, I we said all, John Rahm. You did say John Rahm, yes. and I said Brooks Kepka. Yeah, but behind the scenes, we all wanted to go Rory. And we all wanted to go Rory. Basically, yeah, we Sam basically, basically went. This is my idea. I'm saying Rory. And that was <laughs> Put my foot down. Yeah, 70s dad. Yeah, <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. I remember the conversation. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, there we mm. go. Who are you boys saying then? Well, I'm still sticking with Rory. I'm sticking with Rory. Mm. I'm jumping ship. I think. What well, going wrong? He's got a put. He's got a putt better, Rory. Come on. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Anyway, away from that, anything to add about Memorial before we get all excited about picks? Um, oh, by the way, we should probably add, look, all our players missed the cut again this week. We have been shocking on picks. <laughs> We've been way. so bad. Um, um, but congratulations to Ben, who picked uh, Jordan Spieth and yeah. got the guests up to their second point. The the only thing I would say on Memorial, and I think it's something that... Um, we, we could possibly talk about a later date, not today, but um, it was, it, I, I thought it was refreshing that you play on the same golf course two weeks in a row, but you've got completely different outcomes in terms of scoring. And it just goes to show that you don't need to kind of start fiddling with equipment, maybe balls. And I know there's a lot of talk about dialing the ball back, dialing the clubs back, um, but actually, all you need to do is grow a bit of rough up and, and speed the greens up and tuck some pins away. And hey, mm. presto, you've got a really difficult challenge. Mm-hmm. So that was... Just, do you think it comes to a point, though, when, when they start to set it up as firm and fast as it was in the end there, where it's almost just such a... It's almost too big a disadvantage to be in like, the last few groups. Possibly, possibly. I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's an interesting topic. This one, I find. Like it, if it had been, if it had been close, if like for example, say if there was like five or six, say if there was about fifteen guys within like two or three of the lead, I you could literally see a few like the last some of the last few groups just being out of it. Almost. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I thought. Don't get me wrong. The the second week memorial tournament. Or, well, at what's the golf course called again? Um, Mirfield. Mirfield. Anyway, the second the second week tournament was so much more interesting to watch. Yeah. Um. And but I must admit, it's, it's it. 
It gets a little. It's difficult. I don't know whether. I, I don't know whether that was was that the right way to be tricking it up. I don't really know. Do you know? I I actually believe that one, one thing they could do, and I've, I I might have mentioned it before, was they could actually grow the fairways up a little bit as well. There was a uh, um, Bryson hit a drive, didn't he? Four hundred and twenty-three yards or something. Um, and I say it only had three hundred and sixty yards of carry, which is still crazy number. But yeah. You know that's that's rolled for sixty yards, sixty-five yards. Like I'm sure that if they were to, you know, grow the fairways up a tiny bit instead of making the fairways like as fiery as that, that would make a massive difference as well. Problem is, then you just end up people with guys getting like flyers out of a fairway yeah, yeah, that they yeah. don't deserve, and and that's just takes some of the skill away from it. I think for me, I yeah. know we said we weren't. I know we said we weren't going to chat much, Bryson, but who saw the meltdown? on uh, Friday whatever it was <laughs> we might have a Bryson free podcast I know we say this every week but we just end up going back to him he just he just he just comes up with gold for a podcast yeah. does yeah yeah there, there was yeah, uh, there, there was one there was one little clip of him someone's turned it into a gif already where like he's got his scorecard in his hand and he's something that every single amateur golfer can relate to so he's, he's obviously yeah, yeah. he's just made a turn oh. on the par 5 <laughs> And he's standing there and he's got his finger out, yeah, and he's almost got his eyes shut counting his shots as he goes. And it's like, yeah, is he going to stop Do in a minute? Do you know what? I honestly don't think I've ever done that. And uh, I'm not saying I've never made tens, but how have you got to the green and forgotten how, what you're on? Do you know what I mean? Oh, mate, plenty, I did. Yeah, plenty of people have. Kevin <laughs> Knight, that, do you remember? On the 12, the 12 at Celtic Manor. I'd, yeah, I was, I was just thinking, about to bring it up. <laughs> I, was, I think I was... I had to go back into my bag to see how many balls I had left. And I had an empty sleeve in there. <laughs> Don't get me going on that again. I was like, oh, oh, dear. I was like, oh shit, I must have done four balls left. Uh, yeah, Kev- Nine off the tee. Do you remember uh, Kevin Kevin Nara in the trees a few years ago? I nearly done double figures before I'd walked off the tee box. Crazy. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing better than listening to you so, you like describe that. That's twice that's had been stitches on this podcast. <laughs> um, right. Are we ready to move on from Memorial? Yes. Collie. Yeah. Um, right, so I think we need to get our picks in for next week before we move too much further. Um, two events. So we have the 3M Open on the PJ Tour, which I have a funny feeling we're going to not be picking from. Not even um, looked at it. Because we're all very excited. Because we have some European Tour action back. The British Masters at Close House, uh, hosted by tournament favourite Lee Westwood, who unfortunately is inside the top 50, so we can't choose him. Um, but who wants to get us off and running? Well, I'll tell you, my, my mate has come up with uh, the guest pick this week, Matt Lockwood, and he's an absolute sucker because he's gone for the three Kevin hour he's, he's gone, well, no, Kiz is inside the top 50, and he's his favourite player. Um, but he's gone, for, <laughs> he's gone for Rory Sabatini. What's um, a shout? So there you go. Is it I a good he, shout, I, is it? Well, I don't know. I bet he wins it. I mean, the uh, Slovakian. Rory Sabatini. You've lost there me there. That's, that's right, isn't he? He was, uh, he, he, he was South African, but he's South decided African, to be Slovakian. He's, he's now Slovakian. Like, oh, generally, Slovakian. Are you sure you right. just say South African quickly? Listen. Don't. Listen. Listen. You've been watching, you've been watching too much uh, Love Island Australia. They always say that. Yeah, I know. It's too aggressive, it's too aggressive that, Matthew. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll take it all back. <laughs> Listen, listen. <laughs> all, right, all right, Sam, whilst you're on a roll, who's yours? Um, I'm going for Thomas Dietrich. Um, 
good player. Trent seems to be trending all right. Um, yeah, that's about it. Fair enough. Um, Matthew? Well, I, I, you know who I was going to pick. and you, I do. You stole him off me, and I've let you pick him because I feel bad for you lot because I've won five weeks and less no one else stolen. To be fair, I had this picked and wrapped up like over the weekend. I yeah, knew what I was doing. Well, I had I had a little speech about your 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 pick, so I've uh, I've had to come up with something quick. Um, and my I've come up with uh, Jordan Smith. Oh, that's um, not a bad shout. Yeah, who's been playing? Um, I think he came runner up at a. Uh, TP Tour event at Wharton Heath uh, last week, which is a good course to be playing well around. So, um, yeah, he's, he was getting involved in a lot of the uh, European Tour um, kind of track man indoor stuff they was doing during lockdown. And mm-hmm. he's obviously kept his game sharp. And he's actually somebody that I've been impressed with, actually, last couple of years. And I think that he is, uh, he's due a good run. So, there he is. Jordan, Jordan there Smith. he is. If you ever want to hear a fascinating story about Jordan Smith, um, ask my brother about him. Whenever he comes up in conversation, Jack likes to tell a story about how he beat him. Really? Yeah, I think, I don't know, I can't, you have to ask him, I'm sure he'd love to tell you the story. <laughs> I think it's like quarterfinals of like English Am. Oh. Managed to escape Jack Cardi's pocket to win five yeah. times on European Tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. But it's his little moment anyway. I bet, I bet, I bet Mr Smith's still kicking himself about that. Yeah. Oh, what's the what's the saying? Even the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. Something like that. <laughs> um but anyway, talk about the sun shining on the dog's ass once in a while. Here is how it's gonna shine on me. because um, I <laughs> you are you're the proverbial dog's ass. Well I am uh... when it comes to this. <laughs> um, it comes to pigs. Well everyone apart from Matt is, to be honest. Um but this is gonna take me clear into second on my own, and that is the fans' favourite Eddie Pepperell. Uh, I know we we kind of all wanted Eddie, but I I picked him first, so I took him. He come second last year. He won the year before that. What form that is for this particular tournament? <laughs> um, to- totally different golf courses, by the way. Matt has not, mate. He just loves the British Masters. He loves the British Masters, and he's gonna he's gonna come third, I reckon, and and win, and so- win for me. We we was uh, we was there. Sam, you was there, Sam, weren't we? When uh, um, Bolton Heath, when he had the hole in one. Mm. I that think was that was the first time. I, that was the first time I met Matt. That yeah, that was. Matthew, that was. Yeah. Cool. And the I rest bet, is history. Yeah. I bet Eddie remembers it go. more. <laughs> yeah, that was a quite. Yeah, we watched Eddie get hole in one. It's like centered the flag, didn't it? Like, yeah. Halfway up, crazy. somehow went spun back in. It was crazy. You, oh, and, and actually, there there's a piece on one camera angle. You can actually see us. The only reason you can see us is because one one of our mates loves a pair of Larry trainers, doesn't he? And you can almost see his like bright trainers in the camera, and that's all you can make out. But you're like, oh, that's where we are. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I don't, I, I don't. I must admit, I didn't watch it back to try and see myself on TV. No, you just, you just, you just, no, you just watch it. It's not like, oh, I've got to watch it to see if I can see myself. Is it on your save section? On Sky yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we. Um move on from picks I just want a uh, special mention to local to us Jason Lieberbohr who's also playing in the event he's um plays in the same kind of east region as Sam and I do for, on, on the PGA so it'd be nice nice to see him get a start in that and hopefully nice to see him do quite well mm-hmm. um not taking it away from him but I don't want him to necessarily beat Eddie but 
if he comes first and then he comes second and still wins me a point, I think that'll be a good weekend. Well, right. Anyone else going out for a nap tomorrow morning? I, I am, actually. Oh, didn't expect that one to pop up on the podcast, did you? <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Rare game. I think this is the game where I said to Sam, if I don't shoot 10 under, he can officially be the best player on the podcast again. Brilliant. So watch this space. Tough, tough track, though. Tough track. Yeah. We'll be all right. Anyway, let's move on from that. And yeah. um, with the UK swing starting, which is tomorrow with the British Masters, we got thinking about UK golf courses. And with no one going away this year, or very few people going away, and if, if they are, they're, they're taking a little bit of a risk with the corona. What are the best places to go and play golf in the UK, holiday destinations for golf in the UK. So we thought we could shed a bit of light on some good places and suggest some good ideas for our millions of listeners. <laughs> Anyone want to get us started? Mm, are we, so we're we talking sort of like hidden gems type uh, golf. I mean, everyone could be like, oh yeah, Woburn's good. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got to. Otherwise, yeah, that would be a bit underwhelming, wouldn't it? Try Woburn. Um, yeah. Here's one for you. <laughs> yeah, Wave and Sunningdale, end of podcast. <laughs> um, I know me and you were fighting over this one, really, but we're sort of. I'm actually, I've actually just played Sheringham Golf Club today on the mm-hmm. North Norfolk coast. I'm away with the family, getting dogs abuse downstairs, I'm sure, because I'm upstairs doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, I mean, well, Suffolk and Norfolk, really, but I think what at least the North Norfolk coast is. If you could, like, you can Airbnb it or whatever and get with a couple of mates and, and play a couple of those Lynx courses if you're into the, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. the Lynx golf. I mean, there's such a underrated stretch of golf, that, really. Yeah. Um, you know, like Sheringham, Hunstanton, Brancaster, Cromer's good. Um, there's, like, four amazing Lynx courses in the little tiny county. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though, part. you always say that, like, do you know how long it takes to get from Sheringham to Hunstanton? Oh, is it like 45 minutes or something? No, it's over an hour, I think. Is it? Yeah, mm. it's, it's so much further away than you think it is. Because I always say to people, why don't you just go over, go over for a few days, play Sheringham, Cromer and Hunstanton? But you, you can, obviously, but like they're not that close together. I reckon like... So I love... This is why I wanted to do this one, because I love Sheringham. I actually would go as far as to say it's my favourite golf course. Like, Oof. for those that haven't played, it's not even the golf, what, what I'm getting at here is, for those that haven't played it, it feels like it's in such a, on such a small area, but it's not. But you look kind of like right, and you're looking off a cliff out mm. to sea. You look left, there's like an old steam train track, look, and the steam train comes bombing past every hour or whatever. It's just like, it's unreal, unique, and just stunning, I think. Mm. it's proper proper links because it's like yeah the sea is one side and then the train tracks the other i feel like that's quite a lot of links courses have Mm. that kind of feel i I, when when i played so so good when when i played sharon a few years back we we went up and we played sharon and chroma but we actually mixed it with uh kingsland which is you know that's what i was going to suggest a completely different you know a a real tight parkland golf course but i'll come i'll come back to that in a second because i think that's what the two counties combined they really do they can give you such great variety. But I also got a feel at Sheringham that when you, I think it's on the, the second tee and as you're kind of going um, like 
you play them back towards the town. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like a crazy thing to say, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of St Andrews, the way you're playing towards the town. Um, and I just got that. I just got that nice feeling about like the. It kind of brought back nice memories for me of playing the old course at St Andrews, and it was it was a nice comparison. But I'm with you. Like if if I was to pick any golf course in Norfolk and Suffolk that I could play every day for the rest of my life, I'd pick Sheringham, without a doubt. And I I really enjoyed Cromer, but Sheringham for me just offers offers a little bit more. Um, it's but, just for me a little bit more special. I don't know why. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think the town, the town of Sheringham is nice. Like, the, the steam train adds a little bit as well to the to the atmosphere. Yeah. And it does. The town it, of Sheringham is nice. The town of Cromer, however, is not. Yeah, <laughs> it ticks. Sheringham definitely ticks, uh, definitely ticks a lot of boxes. Um, I wonder how many people we could alienate. <laughs> we're <laughs> talking about the shithole, which is Cromer. Yeah, we're trying, we're, trying to, we're trying to kind of like paint a nice picture of Norfolk and Suffolk. As, uh, but, yeah, you know, like, Sheringham is lovely. Yeah, what what we've also got in in these two counties next to each other is, you know, I think we've got some of the best Lynx courses. Um, I think we've also got some of the best Heathland courses. Mm-hmm. You know, you come inland, especially in Suffolk in particular, places like Woodbridge and Purlis. Um, Fort Ness is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Albra, you know, the list goes on. And then you come even further in, and you've got, you know, you have got some nice Parkland courses. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think the the combination of different types of courses I'm not sure I mean look I've played a fair amount of golf in other places but I'm not sure many counties can kind of give you the variety the variety but also but the such high quality variety so I'm saying like no, no disrespect to say somewhere like Essex like I was literally about to say this but you know you've got mm. you've got a couple of links courses in Essex be it Clacton and Frinton but they're not of the standards they're nice courses but they're yeah, not, they're okay, but they're you know, not good. They're, yeah. they're not at the like, standard. You've got like 500 golf courses and like 460 of them are not... On clay as well. Do you know what I mean? It's just not... It's, it's what I'm not going to... You know what I mean? A lot of it's on the... Like, like you said, a lot of it's on the turf, isn't it? Like, it's hard to make a really yeah. unbelievable golf course on You clay. can pick decent golf courses in Essex. Like, Thorndon Park's not bad. Yeah, Thorndon Park, Two hmm. Hills, lovely. Um, Abridge is really nice. Orsett, Orsett is probably yeah. my favourite golf course in Essex, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, every, every county will be able to give you nice courses, but I'm not sure you're getting the variety anywhere else like like you do here. No. And do you know what? If you look like golfing holidays-wise, if you look at the right um, place, right time, you can get some freakishly cheap deals. Like, yeah. like you mentioned Fort Ness earlier. I don't want this to turn into like... I was like, yeah, this is the people. Suffolk, the yeah. Suffolk podcast, <laughs> Suffolk stroke. No, I think podcast. I think it's nice to kind of like promote locally to us, like without a shadow of doubt, mm. no problem doing that. But I don't want it to turn into like an ad thing. Like no one's asked us to do this. This is literally just our opinion. Um, but like every year, I take a bunch of members. I don't take a bunch of members. I go with a bunch of members at my club to to Fort Ness, and like me and like the other pro there, we don't even like flash the PGA card. It's that cheap. I reckon yeah. if we try if we try to get a free green fee with a PGA card, we'd end up paying more for the accommodation and food. Like it's like hundred and twenty quid or something to play thirty six holes of golf, a free course meal and breakfast, and stay there. So I, I think I think last year mm. they was doing that deal for hundred and ten, and that was unlimited golf. <laughs> is that you? Is that you trying to say you would try and get over thirty six holes in a day? No, um, because <laughs> it's, it's over. It's over two days. So they were doing dinner, bed, and breakfast. With unlimited golf, 
for 112. It might have been about 119 quid for yeah, but they were throwing unlimited golf in. Some people are mad for it, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, you apparently so. Yeah, well, I've you done. Got, you've got people trying to sponsor Matthews, and you thinking he's doing the Macmillan 72 hole challenge, <laughs> and he's just doing it for the hell of it's it. It's just it's just Wednesday. but you know so going back so like you've got I I think when when I when I look at going away somewhere I I look at two two different things I look at I think you can go and find an area that's got real good quality golf courses or for me like I've I've gone around and I've played at all of the um, Ryder Cup venues in the UK Mm -hmm. Uh, actually I've played all the Ryder Cup venues in all of the modern day Ryder Cup European venues apart from Valderrama um, and I think every single one of them offers something different and you talk about I'm not going to go through them all but you talk about as long as you go in at the right time you can get some seriously good deals yeah I think I think the most we paid um, was Glen Eagles which was about 250 quid for two rounds of golf uh, dinner uh, sorry no dinner but bed and breakfast but you can't get a you can't get a night in the hotel at Glen Eagles for less than two hundred quid. So it's you know it's a crazy crazy deal. Um, and as long as you shop around, there's there's deals to be had. And you know I think we 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 again we're blessed in the UK. You, you're just about to see a number of resort based courses on the European tour with uh, Forest of Ireland, ha- uh, Hanbury Manor, the Belfry. You know these are all great stay and play venues that are going to offer you know, a bit of everything probably for a lot of golfers as well. Um, and I think that's key, you know, like, I don't know, would you, if, if it's blowing 20 mile an hour up at Sheridan, for example, and you've got a mate who plays off 28, he might not have the best time. Um, but a lot of these resorty courses are kind of built and designed to host a number of different yeah. types of golfers, which... You know, I think you know we, we have it lucky in the UK. We we, we do because there's a lot to be had. I think um, I think that what they did at Royal Norwich, where we played last week, Matt, they were saying like they're basically they're kind of like cutting the gender out of the tees, aren't they? They're trying yeah. to make it, trying to take the ego out of it a little bit, and sort of say, you know, there's a, you know, there's a if you are starting or what have you, like there's a really like fair golf course out there for you to kind of start and enjoy don't feel like you've got to go off like the whites or the you know or the yellows yeah. or whatever if, if you are starting out like get off the forward tees they're yeah. the i can't remember what they're called now they're like the golds or something like yeah. that yeah so they've got so and, they like, have... and get and sort of get yourself used to it a little bit which i think is a good I, a I good th- way to do it i think it's absolutely i think it's absolutely fantastic so f- for those that don't know um, they've got six different tees at Royal Norwich, and from the longest tees, it's the longest course in Norfolk, and from the shortest tees, it's the shortest course in Norfolk. Yeah, it's cool. So you know, and and the way that they're looking at that is they they've got their six hole academy course, so they're almost taking the kids from the academy course onto the shortest version of the course, and then kind of moving them back with with age and ability. Um, and I think it's actually. You know, you can't you can't fault that idea if, if, if you know they're obviously able to do it. But um, yeah, we digressed a little bit, haven't we? From the uh... yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're absolutely hammering out the the local recommendations. Anybody got any like further away, further afield that is um, a bit of a hidden gem that is? Do you know what? No, I quite I quite enjoyed like promoting the local ones really. Mm. Um, 
if it, unless anyone's got anything outstanding, then I'm I'm supporting local. Yeah, <laughs> I, I support local. local. Mine, mine are not mine are not necessarily hidden gems because they're they're well known courses. But like I'll be honest, the King's Course at Glen Eagles for me is the best course in the UK that I've I've played. Um, mm. absolutely stunning place. If you get the chance to go and play at Glen Eagles, just take it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could list you can like list off all the like. You know, there's some there's some unreal golf really to be yeah. had in the UK, isn't there? I mean, like we've got places like Woodall Spa, they do great deals. Yeah, they rate the yeah. Hodge, the, Hodge, the Hodgkin course is like unbelievable. Isn't it? it is. Well, how, yeah. how underrated is the Bracken course as well? It's only because the Hodgkin's mm. so good. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, but like, we play yeah, Bracken like, all day long. Yeah, but it's like you said, you can do a really good deal, like and do you can play like twice in a day or like. If you go over yeah. like an afternoon and then stay and then play the Bracken or one of the others in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what I like about those two courses actually is um, how different they are from each other as well. Like yeah, normally, are, sometimes yeah. you get sometimes you get a venue and like it's got two courses, but they're two Parkland courses or they might be two links courses or whatever the case may be. But very rarely do you see a complete contrast of kind of two different types of golf on the same on the same piece of land. Which yeah, I agree. That's yeah, true. I had a really good. Really a good bunker day, yeah. on Hodgkin that's as deep as a double decker bus, isn't it? Yes, I think I've got a picture of uh, one of the other golf shake guys climbing out of it, literally on his hands and knees, trying <laughs> to climb out of the bunker. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, and well, obviously, you, you obviously Scotland is just unbelievable for golf, isn't it? Yeah. There's somewhere yeah. I haven't played, which I'd like to play. Um. And Sam, you might say you have, or Matt, you might say you have, Royal Dornock, um, which a few friends no. of mine like have played it and swear that it's the best course in the UK. Like, they, like one of my mates went on a little tour of Scotland last year, played. Um, oh God, it's escaped me. Uh, right on the border, Berwick played North Berwick, um, St Andrew's Old Course, and Royal Dornock, and just said Dornock was the best by miles. Mm. Really, yeah. This is this is one of the things that I do enjoy about golf, though, because I find it doesn't matter who you play with, where you're playing, you can ask them where they've played, where they like, and pretty much every single person will tell you something different. Mm. And that just, to me, just goes to show, I mean, one, it's uh, kind of like a, a horses for courses thing. Like, you know, uh, a perfect example was playing at Forest of Arden last week. Like, it did, the course itself did nothing for me whatsoever, but some of the people that we played with, you know, were really impressed and really enjoyed it. And some people give it rave reviews. I suppose it's the same with the Belfry. You know, I'm a big fan of the Braverton. I think it's a great golf course, but some people will tell you that it's dull, it's boring. Um, and that's the thing, like, you could go any corner of this country um, and find a golf course that one person absolutely loves and the next person absolutely hates. Yeah. you just got to go and make your own mind up, you know. And Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go back. I'd, lo- I'd 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 love to go and play more golf in Scotland. Um, but one other place I did enjoy was um, down to Cornwall last year to play St Enadoc and Travose. And... Oh, I've heard Travose is like unreal. Yeah, but you know what? There was a place called Perrinporth, um, which is probably it's not not the best condition. It's a quirky layout with a lot of blind tee shots, but the views were spectacular. Absolutely spectacular, and and I'll be honest, no disrespect to Travose. Out of those three courses, Travose would have been the third on the list for me in terms of which one I enjoyed the most. Really, really? Yeah. See, I've heard it's like one of the best courses yeah, in the UK. I have. Yeah, as well. I, it, it is. Don't don't get me wrong; it, it's great, but 
actually St. Enidoc for me was head and shoulders above everything else. And mm. that's probably in my top five courses I've played St. Enidoc. Um, yeah. Absolutely love that. Um, yeah, I don't you mean I'd I'd love to do a bit more in Ireland really. Some of those like uh, County Down and yeah. Port Rush and like that is a that's a trip to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah. That's yeah. as good yeah. as doing the Scottish ones really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing is about Lynx Golf as well, I'm getting I'm getting quite into it really, because obviously since I've moved to a Lynx course, mm. you realise how different the course plays from day to day. Whereas obviously when you play a little bit more inland the conditions don't seem to vary as much. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, getting well into my Lynx golf, to be fair. Good. It is. I, I, love, I love it as well. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Prince is another one, isn't it? It's, uh, you can go yeah, down there and you've yeah, got... Yeah, that's a great trip. I know yeah. we've, we've talked about that in the uh, the Open one, didn't we, when it was uh, mm-hmm. postponed, but... And Prince... again, great deals they do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got Sink Ports and Royal St. George down there as well and three nines at St. At St. At Prince's Prince, sorry, yeah, as well yeah. and it's it's like you know you can go and on sort of there's uh, accommodation on site as well and it's you know the, the deals and stuff is all like big package yeah and, yeah. and let, for anybody that's never been to Prince's let me tell you the lodges at Prince's I think you will be hard to find better laid out accommodation for golf if you're going with a group of friends in the UK I, I just, honestly, I can't, I can't describe it. Like the rooms are big, spacious. They're kind of joint on, you know, you're sharing a, sharing a front room with, with your mates and, you know, you're not, you know, like you go somewhere like Celtic Manor, there's 600 people in the hotel, but you go to yeah. Prince's, you're one of 36, mm. you know, because they're never packing it out with two, 300 people. And I feel like you get looked after pretty well. You feel like you're, you know, the staff want to know your name. Whereas, in other places you're just a number to them you're just a passing customer and yeah I'd rave to princes about princes to anybody that will listen brilliant mm, well I'll tell you what lads um, we have gone on, gone on a little bit Sam oh, yes. you've got to get back to your family holiday mm. Matt the Arsenal game's on and my phone is about to die <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen Aston Villa are beating Arsenal in a minute so I'm quite happy if you want to carry on talking about golf a little longer <laughs> no I'm not cause my youngest brother's a massive Villa fan I'd love to see him stay up so I'm going to go and uh, catch the end of that as well um, but in the meantime does anyone get anything else to add no, just uh, I'd like to hear from people that have uh, have been anywhere and played anywhere nice and they want to share their thoughts with us. 100%. Yeah, yeah me hid, too. Hidden gems. Hid, hidden gems hidden. in the UK, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Spay Valley, Sam. Yeah, definitely. That's very hidden. It's right. Very, hidden. very hard to get to. <laughs> Let's not go down <laughs> any more digressions. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Sam, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Matt, I hope I'll get beat and we'll see you (laughs) speak to you next week.